Worthy is the Lamb whose death makes me his own. The Lamb is reigning on his throne. How much data or information can the human brain contain? One author says that the human mind can, can, can withhold about one million gigabytes of data. That amounts to about three million hours of TV shows if you stored it on a computer. That means if you left the computer playing those videos, it would play for 300 years before making it through all of the shows you stored on it. That's your brain. What an amazing creation of God. Our memories are so important, so integral to the way we live our lives. We have to remember so much. Our social security numbers, well, you used to have to remember the phone numbers of people who mattered in your life. I don't really remember what I had for breakfast on Monday morning, but I remember all the middle names of my brothers. What's up with that? You don't remember the VIN number of your vehicle, but but you remember where you were when you heard about 9-11 or about the Kennedy assassination. Our brains are designed to latch on to very important information and to latch on tight. And it's a good thing that they do because our memories serve to provide us with lessons, with morals to the story. We remember what happened to so-and-so and so we don't make the same mistake. We have happy memories that we call back to mind and it makes us feel happy again. We have memories that we think about that warn us not to do the same again. Brothers and sisters, Passover was God telling the Israelites to remember something. And it wasn't just a moral. It wasn't just a lesson. It wasn't just a warning. God was instructing the Israelites and he's instructing us now to remember something that is the most important thing to put in the hard drive of your brain. And it began with a lamb. I wonder what the emotion was like that first Passover. I wonder what the vibe was like as the Israelite family sat down with their quickly prepared lamb and their quickly gathered bitter herb salad and their quickly baked bread. Did they eat in silence? Tense? Because they had to emotionally process What was about to happen? Did they eat their food, not even savoring the taste? Nobody said, hey, Dad, good job on the lamb. No, they were just focused on what was going to happen next. Because what was going to happen that very night? God himself would step down on the face of the earth, the angel of death, and would take life. That was about to happen in a short, in just a short amount of hours. You have to think the Israelites were a bit tense. I mean, this is the stuff of horror movies, right? The supernatural afflicting loss on innocent little people like us. They had to be scared to think about what was about to happen, right? Well, was God the bad guy in this situation? Is God the bad guy on Passover? We are quick to confess that God holds all life 
in his hands. We confess in the creed that from all things, that, that everything comes from God, that God created all things. We are quick to denounce people who cling to an evolutionary theory of creation to try to take the credit away from God who, from whom all life comes. But do you realize what that means? That means that my life lies in the hand of the Almighty God. He created me. And he can take me away just as quickly. That means that the same God who has authority over our days is the one who sees everything we do. The one who hears those words that we mutter under our breath about the other driver on the highway. The one who saw our eyes linger for just a couple extra seconds. The one who knows the very unspoken thoughts of our hearts that we were disturbed to even find come up within us. And we would be disturbed if anyone found out about them. God knows them all. And he's the one who can flip the switch. He's the one in charge of whether we live or die. What is a frightening thought, more frightening than the angel of death walking through Egypt, is that if at any moment God determined that my time is up, he'd be fully justified in doing so. And I can't expect good things after that because God knows all of my flaws. We don't like it when our flaws are exposed. We don't like it when people poke at our insecurities. That's why they're called insecurities. From the little things to the big things. From if you feel insecure about your choice of socks for the day, or you feel insecure about who you are and your place in this world, it can fill us with quite a bit of anxiety. That's what insecurity means. What you don't feel secure about. Passover was God teaching the Israelites, be secure in me and me alone. You know, maybe the first Passover wasn't a sad event. Maybe it wasn't tense. Think about everything that had just happened in the history of Israel. 430 years of slavery to Egypt. 430 years of discrimination, of backbreaking, torturous labor in the hot desert sun. 430 years of crying out to God and wondering if he's hearing you. Well, he did hear. And he sent Moses. And Moses came and he went up to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go. But Pharaoh thought that he was in charge. Pharaoh thought that he held the cards. Pharaoh thought that he was standing by the switch. And so he said, no, I don't have to do what you tell me. And then what happened? Plague after plague. The Nile turned to blood. There were flies. There were boils. The cattle died. And Pharaoh still said no. But anyone who trusted in Pharaoh at that point wasn't paying attention. They had learned by experience that Pharaoh is not the one who calls the shots. God is. They had learned by experience that the gods of Egypt, Anubis, Osiris, Ra, and all of the rest of them amount to nothing in comparison to God. God was showing them, if you feel secure in anything other than me, you got another thing coming. 
and he was going to do one final thing to drive that lesson home. He was going to come as both destroyer and savior. As both the plague and the one that makes you safe from the plague. He was going to come one final time and prove to us all that he's the one in charge. There are lots of things in this life, brothers and sisters, that vie for your sense of security. Lots of people and lots of things asking you to put your confidence in them. Whether it's a worldly philosophy, somebody has a really great idea about how to live, how to lead, how to interact with other people. Whether it's another worldly religion that has another interesting take on, our, on spirituality and the afterlife. Any of these things vie for your security, but nothing. Not an idea, not a book, not faceless names behind a screen giving likes on one of your posts will amount to anything when God comes back. Because just like God came on that Passover evening as destroyer, he's coming back to call to account not just the firstborn of every family, but every soul that has ever lived. And on that day, it won't matter how many likes you have on a post. It won't matter what book you just read. It won't matter how many degrees you have. The only thing that will matter is the blood of the Lamb. It starts with the Lamb. And so the Israelites, they slayed their Lamb, they prepped them, they grabbed the blood, they smeared the blood over the doorpost. I have to wonder how many kids asked their dad, Dad, did you put the blood on the doorpost yet? Dad, you know that the blood on that doorpost is the only thing keeping us from being slayed by the angel of death. Please go put the blood on the doorpost right now. What are you waiting for, Dad? Go put the blood on the doorpost. But why? Why go through those extra steps? What's the lesson? What's the story? What are we supposed to put in our brains, the hard drive of our brains? Well, for centuries, millions of lambs were slain year after year in the nation of Israel. Why? Because it had to be a perfect lamb, without blemish, a year-old male, slaughtered, prepped quickly because of what was about to happen. Freedom was about to happen. The Israelites could have been happy that first Passover because they knew that they would eat their meal, they would go to bed, and whether they slept or not, they would wake up the next morning free people. They would walk out of Egypt and into freedom. So it's no coincidence and it's no mistake that when Jesus shows up, his cousin John the Baptist says, What? Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Why don't Christians celebrate the Passover? Well, in a way, we do every day. Because the true Passover lamb has come. His name was Jesus. All those millions of lambs sacrificed every year drove home the point that the Messiah was coming. And he would be a perfect lamb. Not perfect in appearance, but perfect in his character. Perfect in his morality. Perfect in his obedience to God's law. And when he spilled his blood... He would smear it on the doorpost, not of your house, but of your heart. 
to mark you safe, to mark you secure in God, so that when the angel of death passes by, it will pass over you. You will not pay for your sins. They are forgiven. As many flaws as I have, I won't have to answer for any of them on Judgment Day because of the blood of the true Passover lamb. That's why Jesus came, brothers and sisters, to be your lamb, to be your Passover lamb, to declare you once and for all innocent, secure, safe, to make the difference for you on Judgment Day. So then what does it matter if we do have insecurities that people like to point out? If somebody makes fun of you for raising your hand too much in class or having a, a weird sense of humor or not, they don't like your nasally laugh, what does it matter? Those people bullying you aren't going to make a lick of difference on Judgment Day. What does it matter how many likes on posts we get? or shares, or how many people's approval we are able to win. We are safe in Christ. We are secure in Christ. If the thought that God holds your life in his hand scares you, as it may have scared the Israelites, they had only to remember what was about to happen. That the God who holds their lives in his hands was about to free them from slavery. If God holding your life in his hands scares you, follow Jesus and see what happened next. That he went to the cross for your freedom. He shed his blood to rid you of slavery to sin, to mark you safe, secure. You are secure in Christ. Remember that. Amen.